What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Sip the juice, I got enough to go around. And the thought takes place uptown. I grew up on a sidewalk while on street talk and then taught to Hulk New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn. Make money in Manhattan and never been took it. Go uptown to the Bronx and boogie down. Get strong on the island, recoup and lay around. Time to build my juice back up. Pop stack up. Suckers get smacked up. Don't doubt the clout. You know what I'm about. Good morning, good morning, good people. What's good with y'all? On this Monday. They call it Black Monday in the NFL because usually just when firings take place. Didn't watch a whole. I didn't watch any football this weekend, but I've been catching up since I've been up this morning, and I've been catching up on a lot of ish. Before we get started, uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share as you come into the stream. Um, make sure you highlight my sponsors, Abra Insurance. Go to abrainsurance.net and also manscaped.com. If you still want that 20% off, use the promo code The Ballhawk Show, man. Manscaped.com. Get you a lawnmower 3.0, man. Go ahead and get that. Stop using your 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 clippers. You know. But we gotta talk about something that a lot of folks seem to gloss over. And I never agreed with this mess. And lately people have been sharing JJ Watts uh post-game interview. Whatever you want to call it, press conference. When he was talking about how playing professional sports is a privilege, you got to go out there, you compete. Hey, you paid to play, you paid to play your best. All these things that got him, everybody was doing this. Like, yeah, JJ, yeah, tell these sport privileged ass players who make all these millions, get their ass out there. They need to play. They need to play. But on the same hand, those same folks who be screaming at, was mad at the Jets for winning late or winning more games now that the Jaguars got the top pick. Whichever one of them got the top pick. You got folks up here that are tell a team they need to tank. But then they get mad at a player who won't play, whether it's low management, whether who understand that the team is some trash can juice and just don't want to play no more, whether it's players opting out of bowl games that call them quitters. But those same folks will applaud the mess they seen Doug Peterson do last night versus the Washington football team. Keyshawn Johnson, a former player I just watched on Get Up, basically say it's smart because the coach is going for the ninth pick to the sixth pick. Yeah, in theory, that's good. In theory, that's smart. In business, that's smart. And if you were known to draft well the past four or five drafts, people may get on the get on board with you. But when you've been blowing drafts, when you've been telling people they need to compete, what type of message we sending? Huh? What what type of message? Like, do everybody need to drink shut the hell up juice then? Like, if a player don't want to play, can you really get mad at them for not playing when everybody's applauding teams and this coach, Doug Peterson also, or anybody, for being smart and not trying to win on purpose. Like, really, though, you compete all year long. And then at the end of the year, you like, shoot, I got I get the ninth pick or I get the sixth pick. And we write in the game. 
It's super obvious, but hell. Hey, yo, Sutterfield, you need some reps. Go play. And everybody, like, this, this is why, yo, this is why I laugh at a lot of people on message boards, bro. This is why I laugh at a lot of people in sports groups. Because the hypocrisy when it comes to one party versus the other irritates the hell out of me. It, it does. To them blue in the face, people just can't understand why it irritates me because they're conditioned to stand on one side of the picket fence. Period. They don't want to understand. They're just like, no, it's not right because it's a dictatorship. They back people in the position of power, whether they like I'm a bias when it comes to players because I'm biased as far as what I've been through. So everybody has that implicit bias. Let's just put that out there. I'm going to put that out there. Everybody has an implicit bias of if you go through a certain situation, you're going to favor what you went through. But then I'm also very understanding. And I'm going to hear you out. You know what I'm saying? So if you're a Philadelphia Eagle fan, ain't nowhere in the world. If you back Doug, they don't say nothing when a player don't want to play no more. Don't, like, for real. Don't give me this draft pick stuff. I ain't trying to hear that shit. It don't, it don't, you can't rationalize this. You can't rationalize this. You can't. You can't. If you do rationalize this, don't say shit about a player not playing or seeing the scoreboard and want to come out the game. You cannot rationalize. You cannot explain it. I don't care. Like, let me say, let me not say I don't care because that's saying that I don't want to hear your view. I don't want to understand your view. What I'm saying to you is I'm not buying it because it's, it's hypocrisy. It is. It's hypocrisy. And that means if you shared the J.J. Watt video about playing every Sunday that is it's a privilege, then you need to drink shut the hell up juice. If you out here applauding. Talking about, yay, that was smart, Doug, because now you get the sixth pick. You're talking about the Eagles. Do you, do you want to see who they drafted the past four seasons and before who they could have had? That's another thing. But again, man, we compete, bro. We compete. But all you suckers out here be talking trash, talking trash about college athletes for sitting out a bowl game, a bowl game, which does nothing for you, nothing for them. Now, when you say that and you get mad and then we go to the pros and you say, well, they, he's smart for not trying to win that. What's the use of even playing? Why don't you just forfeit? Just forfeit. But you call, but you call a player Tony from Blue Chips, though. If you never seen Blue Chips, go look at that movie. He was, he was, he was shaving points. I'm just saying, Giants, like Giants players, you got a right to be mad, but you can't be banking on somebody else to help you get somewhere. Like you should have just won your damn games. You feel what I'm saying? I get why you upset, but. Hey, yo, you controlled your own destiny. It is messed up what Doug did. Like, how can how can you coach me, bro, when I know you would throw a game? You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you coach me 
when I know you will purposely throw a game and then say I wanted to get him some reps. Dude, he got a paycheck, bro. Reps? Nigga, this ain't college. This ain't high school. Reps? He hit, you know what his reps is? That fat ass paycheck he getting. That's his reps. Reps? You think a reps when you throw in the game is really going to be, it's going to help him? They're going to think you part of the fix. So I'm going to get you reps in the game I'm throwing on purpose. <laughs> what? Make it make sense. It, it can't. It can't. You feel me? Reps. Really? A grown man. Reps. You getting paid. Reps. The last quarter of the season. Reps. Reps. Dog with a straight face dub. Reps. A paid professional. Last game of the season. He he de he deserves reps. I really dislike deserve something. Earn it. Did you already have this in place? Why didn't you give him them reps earlier in the game? What, what are we doing? On one hand, we say this era is soft. And the next hand, you say some stuff like he deserved. This ain't rightly like, oh my God, man. If you just pay attention to the things people say. I mean, this whole weekend, I've just been seeing people go at college kids for opting out of these lower tier bowls. A bowl season in which it's COVID and you got three win teams playing. Think about that. You got three win teams playing in bowl games. You got folks mad that a player decides to not play in an additional celebration game. He already played his last regular season game. He doesn't want to play in a celebration game. Now you have those same folks that say, with those same players who opt out of bowl games, would they play in like the Shrine Bowl and those all-star games where they're getting evaluated by the pros all week long and they're playing against other future pros all week. See, that circumstance is different because you got GMs and, and scouts there all week long. Yes, you run the risk of injury, but you're getting the tutelage of a pro. You're under the watchful eyes of pros for a full week. You have all these databases and ranking systems there all week. But a bowl game, I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret. Let me ask you, let me tell you something. I need y'all, if you got, if you got, the access. Just call up any current college player right now, right? That just played in one of these bowl games. And they won't any of these teams where somebody opted out. Ask the backup of that player who opted out. Did they feel like that player quit on them? Did they feel like their player let them down? Ask the backup. Ask anybody that's not playing in the playoffs going to the national championship, if they feel like any of these players that opted out quits on them. Because you got folks who sitting on armchairs saying they quitters. But ask the players if they felt like their brother, who they known for 
three, four years and know their end goal and what they, uh, uh, you know, want to be if they felt like, hey, he quit on us. Just ask them. Because the folks who don't know these people are trying to say that player A is quitting on the team. But ask the people on the team. See if the majority would be like they quit. That's all. And if, if this team says as a whole, we feel like they quit on us, then you're right. Then we'll go to the next team because everybody loves stats. Everybody loves to poll. So I would love to get a poll of every team that had people opt out. Did the team they leave from as a whole feel like they quit on them? And when they come back the next year of being in the league, will they welcome them back in the locker room? Will the university welcome them back on campus? Will the same coaching staff feel some type of way? Because, again, you got these armchair All-Americans calling them quitters. Losing respect for them. Like they respect mean something. Like when people say, I lost respect for somebody, bro, they don't know you. Your respect means nothing to them. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, Rob. I'm going to get you in here. But that's just my thing. It's only a business when the business pulls out the big nuts. But when the players show the acumen of business, now there is an issue. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and people will say the free education because somebody will play the free education line. Ain't nothing free about the education. It's an agreement, bro. You don't sign on a document. If it's free, it's, it's, stip, it's stipulations and scholarship. It's a stipulation. GPA, make sure you go into practice and in and, and, and return will pay your school and board. It's, it's an agreement. You know what I'm saying? It's an agreement. That's why you have to be released from it. Like if you want to leave, they got to release you. You're nothing free. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get you in here, Rob. I'm going to get you in here. Ain't nothing about the scholarship, free or educational, like Rob said, bro. But people don't want to see that, bro, because they've been conditioned. Because it, it takes away all their, their resentment and envy towards. Because, look, this is what it boils down to when it comes to scholarship talk. The folks who paid and the folks who didn't. And the folks who paid are resentful. For the folks who look like me that didn't have to pay. We got it so easy. You know what I'm saying? In their eyes, oh, you got it so easy. Ask somebody who ever went to college and worked. Was it easy? Because that's what it is. We work all throughout college. That's what, that's what a scholarship is. Like, you're paying to stay. Like, you're paying with your body. Long 12-hour days. And you got to do your work. So for the folks who think it's free, ain't free. It's a job, bro. It's like an on-site internship that you ain't guaranteed to get a job at the end of the day. And then you could get your degree, but then they look at you different. Oh, you play football? Did you really earn your degree? Do you got to prove that you earn your degree? Because they think you're a box of rocks. They think you're stupid. Do y'all feel the same type of way with academic scholarship people? What up, Reed? 
When I was at VT, Terrell Evans had a shoulder injury that could have came back. He couldn't go just in time for, damn. I can't see, you see more. God dang it. Came back just in time for the bowl game. I can't see what else you wrote, Tom. Uh, wrote, Tom. It's not letting me do the see more for some reason. But that's just my point, man. It, it's, it's ironic how the universe works. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Homie put on the line every week. Gave it all to his program. Had no problem with his decision. And he ended up going first round. The world hates when the player uses their leverage. It's a business. Exactly, Tommy. Exactly. Exactly. The world hates when the worker identifies their worth. Let me say it one more time. The world hates when the worker identifies their worth. Then you have the business-minded folks who say, stay in your place, try to bully you and say, hey, but what if we do this? What if we do that? What if we make you pay your scholarship back? What if we make, so they start taking away, trying to show you how thankful and God, oh my God, thank you so much. You're so, so, uh, so much of a blessing. Like you didn't put in the works. Cause if you even read the Bible, blessings come with works. You got to put in the work. You just don't get on your knees and pray and don't do nothing. You got to put in the work to get your blessing. So you put in on this man. You know what I'm saying? I would say Hawk has helped me see the other side of things and helped change my opinion on the subject. Salute to you, Elijah. And my main thing is just to give folks added information, whether they want it. And look, I ain't here to make somebody change their shoes. All I'm doing is giving you information that you may not know. Giving you information that you may not know and allow you to stand on your 10 regardless. So if you... Take this information I'm giving you and you truly are receptive to it and you digest it and you feel like I ain't changing my stance. That's more power to you. But at least you have a better understanding of why the other side does what they do. That's it. It's not an argument anymore. It's a true discussion. It's not a debate. Now, Rod Will, fakes, faith without works is dead. Exactly. Let me let y'all ask that real set the hell up, Jesus. You feel me? New Year, man. Happy New Year, fam. You know me, man. I love this type of year because I love when folks come out and, and show their true right. colors. Right, it's like Monday for as pro football is concerned and a lot of things I was talking about regarding opting out. And, and as you know, my stance for this and it's been this stance for years that sports is not a game, it's all business. And as you said a couple of days ago yep. about these coaches that already were in place to leave, just like Steve Sarkeesian from Alabama and, you know, headed to Texas Tom Herman left. Anybody think that these contracts that happened overnight, that they wasn't going to these actual kids recruiting parents, telling them they're going to be there and knowing they were leaving the next week, but yet those same clauses that the NCAA got in place make the kid be stuck there under a business agreement when the next coach come in and tell the kid to his face, well, you're not my guy. And then they, they talk about when a kid transfers, he's a quitter again. Um, they can miss me with that BS. Every single one of them, those adults, those non-understanding people when it comes to the sports business, that without the actual athlete's commitment and, and, and uh, dedication to who these coaches may be, um, there wouldn't be no there. And then when you realize what the, the, the big-time mm -hmm. opt-out clauses are for the coaches, it's simply because they're getting paid to control the interests of the actual athlete without them making a decision to make it stink about it. That's why you have $15 million buyouts. It's not because they such a great coach. They said, you know what, at the end of the day, you're going to make this recruit stay here. You're going to lie, cheat, steal, do whatever you got to do 
to make sure he stays here and drive revenue into our business model. And at the end of the day, it's garbage. It's been garbage. And which, what I really want to talk about is that I want to say on your show first, what's really about to happen, as I said before, NCAA and its business structure models imploded. And when you hear about these narratives being put out, well, Urban Meyer is going to look to this you know, NFL team and dabble possibly saying, we'll see what happens. Again, the same guy that said they get paid, he's going to leave. The reason for that is simple. If you can't control the kids based off the money that you don't give them, and they start to leave and do different things, and the basketball go to the G League and do whatever, you're going to be exposed. Look at Kentucky right now. When players realize in the COVID or James Wiseman from Golden State decides to leave, the coach you thought was great gets exposed. I posted the other day, and I tagged you in it, pertaining to Alabama and how this really works again for 21, 22, and 23-year-olds. At the end of the day, you got Mac Jones is 22. Yeah. You got the Devontae Smith is But Jalen Hurts is 21. Uh-oh, you're breaking up, Rob. You hear me now? You hear me now? You hear me now? Yeah. Okay. So Jalen Hurts is 21, yeah. right? You get the check. Najee is um, – so Tua is 22. And then basically, again, the um, Jerry Judy is 21. They're in the NFL right now. And I mentioned guys like Nick Bolsa, Chase Young, who's 21 right now, and Rashawn Gary, 23. Those three guys right there already accomplished in the NFL. One's been to the NFC Championship game. One's been to the Super Bowl. Two has been to the Pro Bowl already. One's been all pro. Imagine if those same guys decided to stay in college playing against kids, how good they would look. But y'all about to give Nick Saban a championship ring because mm. a bunch of grown men playing against kids. Those same guys at Alabama would not mm. be drafted higher than Jerry Judy. They would not be higher, drafted higher than Tua. And at the same time, you talk about the same scenario about the injuries and what happens when Jalen Waller got hurt. How's those Alabama quarterbacks doing right now in the NFL again? Are we talking about and about really what's going on and why these coaches are doing what they're doing? Because they're all about to be exposed to what they're not. Unless you got the oldest man in the room, they show up to get whooped. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened with Dabo Sweeney again in that, in that scenario. So at the end of the day, this is a this is a structure in the business, entertainment first. And when you don't check birth certificates, you don't understand how long these guys been there. And you're ready to give a coach accolades or something. And this guy is running a 75-yard touchdown as a, a 50th senior. Um, you got you got this guy, Dylan Moses, on Alabama, who's a starting linebacker, who talked about he wanted to play football. So I posted about it. He's basically was told he would come back next year. He would be a higher draft pick. Now he's hearing he's going to be a fifth or sixth rounder. But he's the older guy on the team. He's 23 mm. right now. Then you got the guy that's uh, Joshua McMillan, Joshua McMillan, who's in his sixth year at Alabama, who's convinced to come back, who has now possibly another seventh year of eligibility in Alabama. But this is the thing. He played 10 games for Alabama this year. He has four tackles. So once again, y'all about to start saying Nick Saban is such a great guy. He got a bunch of grown men that's on his roster, sitting up there, playing against true freshmen, and they're about to give him a rat and a ring and t-shirt to go back, and they're going to say, oh, this, this coach is so great. He's not, man. It's, 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 again, there's never been, especially in football, an actual JV team beat a varsity team. You will never see it happen. It's never mm -hmm. going to happen. And that's essentially what you got going on in college football right now. Damn. Bunch of grown-ass mm -hmm. men. Grown-ass. And, and that, I just don't – I just don't understand how folks just – I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong. It's facetious what I'm saying. I don't understand. I understand why folks get pissed when players opt out. Because players are, are exercising their control. And people hate when the worker exercises their control. 
and understand how the dynamics work. Yeah, Bur Burrow is 24 right now. So when we talk that somebody's ass is Burrow, 23. Yeah, when when look at LSU right now, you ain't got the oldest quarterback in the league playing. Mind you, the guys I just mentioned that um you know the the Rashawn Garys the the Chase Youngs who who's going to the, to the Pro Bowl this year and in the playoff game and the um Nick Bosa who got hurt this year at least he got a check now you got Joe Burrow who's 24 right now today but again Lamar Jackson the youngest MVP in the league Lamar Jackson going on his three third year he's still younger than Joe Burrow so when again when you stay in college and then you hear NFL teams say or oh, oh, uh, procrastinators or anal analysts say he's not developed. You guys keep giving these guys big bonus checks in college to only say in the NFL, they're not that good. Well, well, why they keep well look mm. at all the guys that come from Alabama, they come into the NFL with injury issues. And I can go on and on. Raekwon, Raekwon McMillan, you got the guy, like I said, Tua came in last year, the eleventh pick overall two years ago. Jonas Williams, the tackle, he lost his labor before he even got into pads and camp. He was the number eleven old pick for Cincinnati. Mm. So when you get ran into the dirt, like a lot of guys do. Only ones that really been successful but hasn't so far is, is Josh Jacobs. He left as a backup. So I'm not staying here playing this Alabama BS. Had me here until I'm like 95 years old. And Henry. I'm out of here. And people so, and Henry too. They're gonna so say. When, but when those guys, so when Nick Saban doesn't win, you wonder why? Because guys like that realize they're worth their value. When he does win, he got a bunch of grown men. That's what Dabo did two years ago when he had all the Clemson um, front four. All those guys, through the Christian Wilkins, those dudes are like 22, 23 years old. He convinced. Cullen Farrell, um, Austin Bryant, Dexter Lawrence, and um, Cullen Farrell was the fourth overall pick to stay in school. And he won a championship. Mm. And what he did, see what happened since then. He sent Kelly Bryant on his way, who was undefeated, who's not even in the NFL right now, under the great toolage of Dabble Sweeney. So at the end of the day, it's like, you got to understand yeah. how this stuff really works. The NFL is one business entity, college is the other. And basically, the college coaches use the NFL as a tool to say, we're going to do this, do that, but really, they go against everything in their best interest. Insurance policies, um, development, uh, putting the ball in their hand. All of a sudden, you know, end of the day, you got kids coming back to school because they're telling you you need to come back and get some more film. They get opportunity. I mentioned Joshua McMillan. You played 10 games, you got four tackles. You can't tell me, like, bro, I'm here, I've been here six years, and I still can't get on the field. Like, like, but you you fall for that okie doke because you over there listening to Saban when he gets you behind those closed doors and threatening you. You better come back here. You better sign with that agent. You better do this. You better do that. These kids are scared. They do not have proper representation at the collegiate level. This is why these things continue to happen. So when you look at Tua yesterday, look at Jalen Hurts yesterday, again, they're going to say, oh, man, these guys can't throw. They can't do this. Nobody ever mentioned Nick Saban's name. But y'all just gave Steve Sarkeesian another job in um in um uh, Texas. Like, how, how is that not Texas, being held accountable? Then the guy, Brian Dable, Dable, yeah. who's from Alabama, too, and is now in <laughs> Buffalo. Josh Allen did not play at Buffalo, he played at Wyoming. If you really break down the guys that's the great in the NFL right now, again, young guys, Dak Prescott, what school he went to? Mississippi State, he got hurt. But he ain't played for none of these great power coaches. Josh Allen, he ain't played for these coaches. Mm -mm. Patrick Mahomes played for a freaking um, Clinton and got fired. All these guys you paying all this money mm -hmm. to about how they so great in coaches has not translated into success, thorough success on and off the field in the National Football League. So that's why I say opting out. Every player, the moment they're willing to can get paid for this short-lived sport, especially football, need to go, get prepared to yeah. do it because it's not going to be a long ride. And for all those guys in Alabama right now that's going to come out, understand this. And it's a fact. So I don't care what agent they sign with, so to your audience, you know. Every single one of them that may win a championship next week will not be drafted higher than Tua, 
Jerry Judy, or the other guy, and they will not play longer than them. They already older than them. Their career will be shorter by default. That's why I'll be a draft next year and a year after that and a year after that to ensure that they won't be paid that long. That's what it is. Damn. That's what's up, man. Well, as always, Doc, yeah, appreciate man, you I'm dropping these shit out. I, I just wanted to get, say again, then I drop another. So if, if, if this guy, Rashawn Gary, wins the Super Bowl, and I'm going to be real petty, I'm going to go into Petty Hawk territory. Because he will be the first player yeah. in the 2019 draft class that won a Super Bowl. So all them, all them liars and reporters about shoulder injuries and yada, 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 yada. He will be the one. It won't be the other guys. Not the guys with the big-time agents. Yeah. It'll be Rashawn Gary Sports. And Rashawn Gary, the number one over recruit, got the Super Bowl, the Chiefs with the great Aaron Rodgers. That's all I'm saying. I got appreciate it. You appreciate all, you, man. Appreciate you, dog. Go Pack Go. Sir. Go Pack. <laughs> all right, man. That was my man, Robert T. Green, man, as always. Uh, thank you. Thank him for taking time out of today. Like, he always, you know, we all we, we talk a lot off air. Um, Like, a very sharp dude, very, you know, informative guy. Um, really, really challenges the norms out here and really has his facts, all his ducks in a row. He does his research and a lot of things that he says. A lot of folks, you know, email me, be thinking he talking crazy until they, you know, really listen to what he says and then they follow it up because you could use your Googles. And when they use Google and they be like, yo, I didn't even realize this. Like, that's why I just let him rock, man. Most of the time, I don't even like to talk when he talk. I just like him to just, you know, share the info. You know what I'm saying? So Raymond asked me, and I apologize, Raymond, I didn't see it the last time. Um, I mean, I saw it the last time, but Robert was talking. Should college players get paid? Not everybody make it to the NFL. Here's my thing about payment and college sports. This has always been my stance. There is no way in the world I should not own something that I was born with. My likeness and image. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, if you just, and it shouldn't be allowed, if you should, all you got to do is just stop being petty and do what the universe said is allowing some, I said allowed, but giving the players, male or female, their right to be able to use their likeness and image to generate revenue outside of school and their sport. That's all I ask for. Cause that's that's the pay that, like you won't have to worry about doing anything. You don't have to worry about cutting any checks. You know what I'm saying? Like that's always been my stance. There should be no way that I, Ahmad Hawkins, can't go out to a dealership because I play for the university and you want me to do a commercial for you, but not wear any universal university apparel i should be able to start my own clothing line i should be able to start my own youtube page i should be able to go do autograph signs i should be able to do all of that i don't need the university emblem and logo on me at all matter of fact i'm not wearing it because i don't want them to take a piece of what i'm making so a player should have the right male or female to go to a local mom and pop shop and, a, and have a sponsorship agreement to where I can wear one of your shirts while I'm warming up or wear one of your hats while I'm doing an interview during the week. That should be my right. 
because I was born with my life. Like that's what the National Letter of Intent does. It strips you of your image and likeness. You have no right to that anymore. For why you're underneath that umbrella known as the NCAA, you don't own your name or your likeness at all. At all. Period. Should a coach be given million dollar buyouts? If so, yes, they should get paid. But see, I know how the intertwinings of the NCAA work and the intertwining of petty folks who sit in armchairs and become all Americans. I know how they think, right? They always say, oh, you open up Pandora's box and everybody's not going to get paid fairly. The world's not fair, first of all. We've been saying this for years. The world is not fair. You're talking to a person who's a part of a culture that's been treated unfairly. So I know the world ain't fair, but it's amazing how you want things to be fair. Secondly, and more importantly, it eliminates all that fairness talk. Just let me own, let me get that back. Let me go in that national level of tent and grab that back. I want my likeness and image. That's mine. Now let me do what I want to do. Because that's life. If you're on an academic scholarship, you could get a book in. You, you could write a book and make money. You could go over here and make money. You could do that and make money. You on the scholarship. But it's amazing how the athletic scholarship, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, wait a damn minute. You can't make a YouTube channel with your influence and generate revenue without daddy getting a piece of it. And if you don't like it, as destroyed the old kicker that, that went to, uh, what was it? Was it UCF? He was a, he was a kicker in college. He had a YouTube page. He was doing uh, little skits about you know DBs be like quarterbacks be like, and he blew up. YouTube page blew up, got millions of views. Started getting that revenue from YouTube. The NCAA stepped in and said, "Hey man, you can't do that. If you do, you got to get away, get back a scholarship." He was like, "I'm done. I'm just done." And they kicked him up out of there. NCAA said he got to get, he got to go. You know what I'm saying? All right, Philip, whenever you're ready, bro, you can jump on. But again, this goes back to the business acumen, the business mindset, the business norm that we are accustomed to. Just like what we saw last night with Philly, it was okay when the coach just threw the game. But let players practice low management and there's an issue. That's all I'm saying. Happy New Year, Hulk. What's good? Happy What's New going Year, on bro. with you, sir? I'm good, man. How Doing about you? Doing great, man. Doing great, man. Here at work, just listening to your brother as no as normal. You're getting it in. And uh, it's good stuff, man. And so, you know, I just want to answer your question on about, you know, the guy asked about if college athletes should be paid. Now, obviously, you know, I know you went to UVA and I went to Norfolk State. Mm -hmm. So I'm at a smaller school, HBCU, the whole nine. So just to let y'all listeners know, I had a, I was uh, studying to, to be an accountant. So that's that was my thing. Okay. So money, the whole nine, that's what I was learning to be. So I walked on, ended up getting a, um, a scholarship for book money and all that good stuff. My brother ended up walking on later and got a full scholarship as a DB. So we just you were talking about the contracts and all that type of stuff. We know exactly how that works. If people don't understand, that thing is year to year. So like you said, if you don't hit the requirements, you can get that thing pulled or give it to somebody else. 
So that's the that's the bottom yeah. line or straight line on that. But I understood that NCAA mm -hmm. was a business. Hawk, my my red shirt junior year, when we went, we went one and eight, right? We had a thirty-five thousand seat mm -hmm. stadium. We never filled it up. The high, the highest we filled it up was like sixteen k for homecoming. So the oh, the mm -hmm. AD comes into the joint late after the season. Hey y'all, know the season didn't go well. This is that or whatever. But we thank y'all for y'all contributions. Y'all got we we raised two million dollars this year based off y'all y'all. I, mm -hmm. I said, well, wait a minute, hold on, two million dollars, and we only won one game. So and then then, <laughs> then he said, hold on, Hulk, that's crazy. Then he said that two million dollars will cover all the expenses for all the other sports programs for the rest of the year. So in my mm -hmm. in my football mind, I'm thinking, okay. Then my accounting mind wouldn't work. Yeah, I said if a team that went um, one and eight made two million dollars, what's Alabama yeah. making? What's USC making? Ohio State, Michigan, mm -hmm. Notre Dame. You can go down the line. And I was mm -hmm. like, wait a minute, college. It's a straight business. These cats, NCAA, mm -hmm. literally getting free labor. They making, you know, all these schools are making billions of dollars at bowl games, BCS, the whole nine. And the people don't understand most of the reason why they made that change is to generate more money. Think about it. That's the mm -hmm. reason why you look at, you know, the four teams that got in this year, Alabama, Ohio State, right, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Is Notre Dame yeah. better than Texas A&M? We no, I know the name. Everybody's cool. Absolutely, with that absolutely. They all they bring in the money. Right, and so and they had the record, but they also bring in them, like you said, right. So that's the thing about these other schools, like who you know want to have the pipe dreams, like the UCFs and all that type of stuff. They never get into the yeah. top four because they ain't gonna have that. They ain't gonna yeah. generate enough money. Let's just be honest here. So yeah. you gonna always yeah, see the yeah. blue buds get in there because these cats gotta get. And then you know you know they had to get the blue bloods in there. Because they hadn't, they couldn't put uh, fans in the stands this year. So come on, man. Look, this, this, yeah. So this thing is was was crazy, man. Because once I understood it from that level, not only be able to play, but also because I was getting a degree in it, and I've done I've done accounting yeah. for multiple organizations, church, nonprofit, all that type of stuff. That's just how it works. You can't, I don't care what you got. If the money ain't working, regardless if you got a big business, small business, nonprofit, you're done. So schools yep. know that too. And so that's why when these mm -hmm. kids get upset, oh, why am I paying this particular fee and this and that or whatever? Hey, we got to get our money, you know? But I think too, the pandemic is exposed. This is like, if you're not on a scholarship or academic or, 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 or sports, it's like, why am I going to a school to pay this amount of money for online classes that I'm not even on campus yeah. for. So now if yeah. people really get hit to the game, you're like, wait a minute, all these colleges making this much money and I got to pay this much money. And then, you know, student loan debt is the number one debt in America. Now it's a past uh, credit card, credit card debt. So mm. people got to understand, know the game. The college ain't just making money off athletes. They making money off everybody who attends there. So, my advice, because I used to be a financial aid officer, is like, look, get your degree of what you want to do. Maybe start off at a community college for two years, pay your way through school, then go to a bigger school, whatever. It it it, it crushed your mm -hmm. out of pocket expenses. It won't pay as much, but if you can get a point to a yeah. point where you can actually pay your way through school, regardless of what it is, that'd be the way to go. But yeah, man, I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Tell me what you were thinking as well. 
appreciate that, man. So yeah, man. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like everybody's understanding understanding the dynamics and, and the revenue piece when it comes to just sports right. in general. And a lot of folks who again are used to the norms don't want don't want like they don't want young folks to truly be informed because they were so they're so used to everybody being uninformed until they got right. older. Because if you think about just generations everybody got informed once they went to the process they're like damn i should have did it yeah. like this and anytime you share that futuristic knowledge or the knowledge that they wouldn't learn until they got in your position if you try to pay it back and give it to them early like people in a sense to say oh y'all making them soft they ain't got to go through nothing it's like the object is to not have the next generation have the same struggles that you right. did you know what i'm saying you want to better inform them that's why you always have you know, you know, the older generation come back and talk to the younger generation and help them explain, you know, their trials and tribulations and what they should do and what they shouldn't do. You're not making them soft, you're better preparing them. And you're, and you're helping them better the, the system in a whole because if we sit here and keep complaining of what it should be, but we don't inform folks that can make a difference, then what the hell are we doing? I agree. We just bitching for I agree, man. And then, too, what they understand as well, I've talked to other athletes, regardless of the sport, is that, yeah, you. it, it depends on if you full scholarship or not. You still got the same requirements. When I was a walk-on, I still had to do all my classes in the morning. I still had to watch film. Yeah. I still had to, you know, yeah. do all that type of stuff. And I wasn't even a starter. I still had to go through all the yeah. – I still had to go to study hall. And I had over 3.0 GPA. What am I doing to study hall and I got on the road, right? But we had to do yeah. the exact same thing as the scholarship athletes so you basically, my schedule look was literally like, I started class at eight o'clock in the morning. I finished at you know twelve o'clock at you know in the afternoon. You get lunch. You start studying yeah. film. You start getting ready for, for practice. Mm -hmm. You done with practice. Then you yeah. start, you know you eat, you know eating dinner. You back in the study hall. You might do some other film work. So you're going from eight to eight to mm -hmm. eight, eight to nine every single day, regardless of you if you're every the day. best or if you're the worst. So, yeah. and so I'm yeah. like, when people tell me, oh, you are athlete and you, you know, you got a head like, yo, I'm grinding the same thing you got to do. I got to do as well. And, 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 and on top of that. So people just don't understand it unless, unless they've been to it or experienced it, or they know somebody who's really, they really close to experience it as well. They can tell them their stories, but I'd be letting them cats know, man, look, you, it's, it's, it's great in the glamor of what you see, but the behind the scenes, the real thing. And I'm like, bruh, from college up up a level, it is a business, right? And and if you look at it too, mm -hmm. high school starting to get like that too, where you know these kids. <laughs> oh, it's, it's been it's been a big right. business. You go to Vegas, California, like those high school areas, Florida, like Virginia, just catching up, but they really not because those coaches are paid full time. They get paid six figures. Like they got boosters that mm -hmm. pay them to think about all full time in Virginia. Majority of the time, you know, the teach, you know, coaches are teachers or volunteers. They get stipends, whether it's 500, 100, 750, they get a stipend. So you can't expect the same results or for these coaches to compete with somebody who's paid full time. You pay me six figures to just concentrate on football in high school. The product is going to be better because I bet you the facility is going to be better. The access is going to be better. The equipment is going to be better. Travel is going to be Everything is going to be better because if you pay me six figures, just imagine what other money going gonna be doing. Bro, you nailed you, you know nailed it. My my dad was um 
uh, coached at Oscar Smith High School when they won the state championship in 2008 and 2011. And Coach Morgan, who was mm -hmm. coaching there, he brought his kids in the office and said, look, man, I'm going to Marietta, Georgia. These guys are about to pay me six figures. They just gave him a million dollar. Um, they had a, about a million dollar stadium. And all the kids were like, look, Coach, mm -hmm. we understand. Coach Morgan had four kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He like, look, you know, he he been grinding behind the scenes, doing his thing, you know, getting get that program to to you know to to heights in Virginia, and this was a better opportunity yeah. not only for him to coach but also to take care of his family. Now he went down there yeah. in three years and won a state championship, and he won a national championship I think in early '19. So that's what I'm saying, man. Like people don't, you know, and, you know, like you said, Florida and Texas and all that. Like they they got the money to pay these kids in high, I mean, pay these coaches in high school, where they can just focus solely on football, right? And, and get these things going. Yeah. And, and that's what the cast don't understand really is a business at pretty much every level, depending on what state it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. I appreciate yeah. your feedback, man. The Sounds good, Hawk. Appreciate Salute you, man. I'll talk to you, brother. All right. Peace, bro. Yeah, man. Definitely appreciate Philip for coming in. My man Robert T said, all get paid and make living off athletes. We never made a living because of what? they do and that's takes me back full circle um he's off topic and you're yeah man you can come in if you want to fam you could you can state your piece and and your stance on things um um as far as off topic you know we jump around on the show bro so you know everybody just speak speak day piece but uh if you want to jump in just send a request bro send a request but um yeah, man, that that's that's this is the side that a lot of folks just didn't pay attention to. You know what I'm saying? So I'll, I'll let you jump in here. What's, What's up? Good with you. So What's up, baby? my main thing is just just to kind of hone in on the question. So you asking you're asking about, yeah. you know, if you get paid for your likeness, you know? No, somebody was asking, should athletes right, get my, paid? That's my point. And I said, yeah, the, the athletes should be able to maintain their likeness. And like, they, I should be able to maintain my name so, and likeness. That so you got to realize there's the reason why it's taking so long to kind of figure it out is the, the gap. So you got the, you got, mm -hmm. we're, we're talking about college for the most part. So yeah. you got the coach yeah. making anywhere between 2 million, 15 million, whatever. You got the athlete yeah. at zero. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where do you put the market value for the athlete for him to get properly paid for his likeness? And that's, that's the main thing. There's no, there's no bridge. And there's a ton of opportunity for corruption. Uh, I see. I, I, I get what you're saying, but why, why do we always act like that isn't taking place right now? Because we right. see it exactly. Place. It, it's it's taking it place behind the scenes illegally. So yeah. now now you're gonna have yeah. legal versions of of of, uh, of collusion and coercion. <laughs> you, I mean, about the, what's crazy to legalize? Weed. You're right. So my, my thing is, they ain't figured out how to bridge that gap. I just wanted to speak my piece yeah. and say, you, you can't, yeah, my thing is, but start somewhere. 
You know what I'm saying? Start yeah, somewhere. Yeah. No, no. With you, I was just saying in like, general, like some social, I mean, because you do some social security money, give them, give them fourteen hundred dollars a yeah. month or something like that, you know, to focus on mm -hmm. your books and your and your and, and your uh and your app, you know, your craft. So yeah, my, yeah. My thing is they, I mean, they don't you, start somewhere. They have, yeah. No, I agree with that. No, I definitely agree with that. It's I mean, it has to be stipulations involved, but. Then at the same time, I'm like, uh, like the other side of me is just like, man, damn it, that's my name. Like, that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my piece, man. I just wanted to say that. All right, Definitely. appreciate you, Doug. Peace, bro. All right, man. So yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I love to, to talk about this subject because a lot of things get exposed whether you like it or you don't like it whether you agree you don't disagree but a lot of things come to the table and like he stated uh, a lot of folks feel like that once the likeness and image comes into play the name comes into play that you want to have some schools having advantages over others and that takes places that takes place anyway right we're recruiting there is a disadvantage Everybody doesn't have the same facilities, the same like budget. Like that's that that's what I think a lot of folks gotta pay attention. You can't think that oh, this is gonna take place because it's already taking place. Like he said, you'll go from behind the scenes corruption to in your face corruption. But but yo. I don't care. I want my likeness. I want my name. <laughs> like, screw y'all. Like, let me be able to do what I see fit. Let me hustle and make shirts of myself and get people to buy those shirts. You know, let like that's my thing. Let me go in and, and hey, somebody make jerseys. Oh, all right, my bad, Rob. Somebody make jerseys and I want they they want to make a jersey of me and they can sell it. Let me go out there and be able to do that. Like, what's the issue? Hey, let me let me share what this up, with your audience so we clear about this to everybody out there about the NCAA period. Once again, the, the information when the man said, uh, again, obviously, he said it's illegal. It's not illegal. It's the NCAA business model. That's what we're missing again. It is not illegal. When you do something that provides value to something, you get paid for it. That's called United States of American capitalism. Mm -hmm. Once again, when you put somebody in a situation where they sign a document in their business saying that they'll give away their rights, that's what the problem, like I said, the uninformed uneducated, underrepresented, underrepresented. That's why I'm here. Secondly, when it comes to going to college and they talk about getting education, United States of America, Ball Hawk Show, if you're poor, African-American, United States of America, you, anybody can go to school for free without playing a sport. Free, it's called financial aid. So once again, for you guys that don't know and understand, the government, the schools, the 501c3 subsidies, universities, the government pays. The more African-American poor people go to a school, the gov United States government writes a check to UVA, to UMass, anywhere there's a private, I mean, public school, and they send money. So if you are poor and you fill out the FAFSA first, because there's never been an athlete and a parent, especially black, they don't fill out the FAFSA form. If you say somebody was giving you something for free, you would not be signing anything saying, what's your income? How low do you get? This is how this works. So once again, this is not because yeah. people are like purposely uninformed. It's because how the industry wants to set it up. The scholarship basically, if you're really, really poor and you're in state versus out of state tuition, 
if you're in Miami and you want to be a walk-on at UVA, I mean, with Miami versus getting a scholarship, full scholarship to UVA, you actually be cheaper to go to school in Miami because you're in-state tuition. You don't understand that. And you still will fill out yeah. the faster. So the fact of the matter is, and this is why, again, as, and I've been doing this for years now, so when you got guys like Bernie Sanders talking about free education, people don't realize it was already cooked in. It had been like that. It had been like that for decades, but nobody knows and understand that. So you ain't got to go to no big-time school to get this degree from somewhere. You can go to community college and get a trade and, and get a, a degree two years, and your your FAFSA, your financial aid will pay for it. And you don't got to play sport and generate mm -hmm. revenue for a school to do it. So once again, I mean, that's it. So pretty much 99% of these African-American kids that I speak on going to these schools can go to school for free and be educated for free without playing a sport with that school and generate revenue. So bottom line, yes, they need to be paid because they're generating revenue. And then the rest of the money they're talking about, those, this, this uniform right here, this Nike check that's right here, when everybody's boycotting the NFL, mm -hmm. talking about Kaepernick, I'm not going to boycott because of Kaepernick. Realize the NFL logo and uniform is this, the same scenario. So first he was boycotting uniform in the NFL, and then when they made a Kaepernick jersey, had the same Nike check on it. It's business for everybody. And as I said before, TV, reporters, coaches, uh, analysts, vending, marketing, the vending machines, the parking spaces, the, the anybody in sports is making money off of the actual athlete. And I'm not talking about the top first round athlete. I'm talking about the athlete that's number 99 on the roster. Because every time you run out here with one of these on, mm -hmm. that this organization gets paid. So at the end of the day, this is not their name, image, and likeness. This belongs to them. They put this on their back, and we're watching them. So those financial advisors. Hey, and check not to cut you off, but we see players get fined for wearing the wrong Absolutely. Headphones. Absolutely. Tiger Woods right now, the greatest golfer in the world, big most known walk golfer in the world. If he bends over, and I know this for a fact, I'm in sports business, he bends over, and all of a sudden his shirt slides up, and his drawers will have a Nike check on it, he paying them money back today. No matter how mm. many masters he won, down to his drawers, he will have that check on. Because basically his name is like tied to them. So when you're talking about college athletics, mm -hmm. successful as is, yes, players should get paid because without the players, this entire business model ceased to exist. In the United States of America, we can't have equality, can't have freedom. When you have a majority of people at the end of the day, and I want to say this one last day, because shout out to some of your, your um, guests that come on and they speak about their time in school. At least speak about the realities of what mm -hmm. goes on in school and the most about the education. For those of you who didn't see the Mississippi State game with the man that basically – um, Malik, whatever he did, what he did against Tulsa, and then went onto um, his Instagram talking about what he was talking about. No matter how talented he is as an athlete, unfortunately, that is the majority, not the exception to the rule. The majority of the educated athletes look, talk, sound just like him. He is not being educated mm -hmm. in school. He is not, and, and then they actually director of player personnel, which I called out on social media, skipped over that and said, "What a great season." And then when you get mad when these kids get to the NFL and they get sued, they get caught up, or they get kicked out of the league like Dwayne Haskins, then you say, well, well, where's the development? My Mike Leach is collecting a check looking the other way. There's no damn education in college mm. athletics. You got to educate yourself. And the ones that are opting out are the ones that are more educated. The ones that aren't, that stay in the SEC, are the ones that end up broken on ESPN 30 for 30. Once again, they set them up for failure, they write a story about it. Miss me with that BS. The ones that form of service, are the you ones don't pay that me. Because I'm going to take my, my talents elsewhere and go get it somewhere else. Because without me, you don't exist. And people need to stop that whole, well, the coach the coach ain't do anything. Like I said before, at the end of the day, the greatest, the best talented players in the world was make the coach's job. You never heard a great coach coach a bad team, ever. 
Never. Why is that? Because again, you want to believe what you want to believe. You want to pound your chest and say, roll this, roll that. But yet, where's those guys, like I said, two years ago, three years ago, Alabama, where's, where's the guys that were screaming how great this guy uh, Roquan was, and then he got to the combine, started cursing out the doctor, got kicked out. Now he's got the NFL, all types of stuff off the field. But he's being developed as a person. Mm. See, the reason why I mentioned that is because what happened in Mississippi State is the same thing that happened with the kid in Alabama. That's the education. I'm not paying, I'm not, I'm not happy that I got that so I can end up back in the streets talking about my college career. Yeah. That means nothing that pays no bills. Now I'm embarrassed my name and my family's name. I'm sorry about being passionate about that, but once again, people are understand you oh. don't have to play a sport to go to college for free in the United States of America. End the story, full stop. Trust the facts, not the process. Hawk, I'm out. They need to know that though, because you're gonna make an argument. You gotta know the facts, and that's all I'm about, boss. God bless you, man. Appreciate gotcha. you. Yep, my guy. My guy Robert T, man, just laid down the law. You ain't got to go to school and play a sport to go to school for free. I understand the paperwork that's out there for you. There's no difference in trying to become an entrepreneur and trying to start your own business. They got loans out there for you. But you just got to go out there and research and educate yourself. Like, there's money out there to help you in your business. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it's stuff out here, bro. Like I said, the norm is to cause panic and keep you paying. That's what it boils down to. How can I continue to make somebody pay? It's no different than what we see, and no disrespect to them, but when we see like sneakers come out, that's why they make limited, that's why they make limited players to cause panic, to get people to overpay, pay the inflation. You go to stock exchange, stock S, whatever it is. Oh, like all these shoe apps and stuff like that. I'm telling you, bro. No different than Xbox. I got the new Xbox and make your damn panic. Walmart releasing so many every couple minutes, every couple hours. You go to eBay and somebody upsell it for triple because they know you want to have it by this certain day. We operate off panic. They cause panic. But again, he said the realest thing, bro, when it comes to the players. The players that are opting out are actually the smart ones. And look how they are called quitters because you're using your brain. You feel what I'm saying? Like my, my lifelong dream and goal is right there. I've been told by that company called the NFL that, yo, we're going to hire you. Don't do nothing else. All right, but then you got folks out here that don't know what your goal and what successful to you are saying. You dumb. What's it? People always say, "What's it going to hurt to play one more game?" You ever seen like this is football? This is sports. One game can change your life, positively or negatively. So when people say, "What's it going to hurt?" That's that's so naive. Like, really? You're going to ask this kid, what's one more game going to hurt before you go to the NFL? Um, a major injury can cause him to lose millions of dollars. But you said, what is one more game going to do to them? I don't care if I play three games and I, and I get a call and say, yo, shut it down. You're going to achieve your lifelong dream. 
Don't play no more. Guess what I'm going to do? Shut it down. Because my whole reason coming to this school was to get there anyway. If you in college and some company just say, you know what? Quit school. We're going to hire you right now. You think somebody would be like, no, I need to finish. I got an academic scholarship. I need to finish. I can't let my student body down. I can't let my professors down. I got to finish what I started. No. They're going to be out of dodge. But like I tell y'all, y'all say something to the scholarship athlete, but you ain't going to say nothing to the academic scholarship student. It's different because one is entertainment. How dare you go and mess up my plan entertainment of seeing you because I know what your talents can do to my bragging rights after the fact. I ain't going to be happy for you that you opted out signifying that you're going to make it to the next level and achieve your dream. I'm pissed off because I selfishly can't watch you play an additional game and I selfishly can't brag because your talents will help my team win. You got folks out here worrying about why teams from this conference ain't won a bowl game. Why? Because they could go up and talk to this fan from this other conference and say, well, look at our record for the bowls, and they want to brag. They so worried about their personal entertainment that that's what, they, that's what they harped on, fam. Think about it. They do these ACC Big Ten challenges in basketball, and these fans paying attention, and they like, yeah, our conference better than y'all because look at us head to head. It's bragging rights. It's a selfish subject. My conf our conference is better than your conference based off this competition or based off this many national championships or based off what we did as a, as a collective. But when a player takes that same selfishness and says, yo, I'm going over there. That's just like you telling somebody, you play AAA, AA baseball. How dare you go to the show now? You were supposed to be playing for us. We running the show. We could win a championship down here. How you going to leave us and go to the show? You in the G League. How you going to go and just answer the call to the Lakers? We about to win this G League championship, dog. You quitting on us. How you going to do that? Because essentially that's what these players are doing. They're showing you I've been called up. First, second round. Ain't no need for me to play no more. But it make too much sense. It make too much sense. When things make too much sense, people don't like it. I'm telling you, man. It's the norms. I call it narratives in sports, but it's just attacking the norms, which you're used to. Just like if you eat a certain way, and somebody come in and say, you've been eating wrong. Because if you eat like this, you'll feel better. But you like, I feel good like I am now. I don't need to feel better. Because the norm is you eat a certain way. We dislike change. We do. The world dislikes change. I'm telling you. Watch when watch when a couple couple uh a, a couple months from now or whenever it happens, no more masks. Watch how people move around. They're gonna be looking around like you gonna take your mask off, you gonna take yours off, you going to a game with your mask on? Cause I'm a well, let me see. Well, they ain't got theirs on. So I'm going to take mine off. That's all we are, man. We operate off norms. That's why when you say break the cycle, people get pissed. Take some out of their comfort zone. 
telling you, man. Y'all got to excuse me. I read a lot of different books, man. But that's just what it is, man. Um, I just wanted to, you know, I, I noticed I was I got a lot of emails this morning, a lot of like direct messages. Everybody wanted me to talk about like the Eagle situation and tanking. And then I got the JJ Watt video a couple of times and then I got the opting out. So I kind of merged them all because it's amazing how they kind of like intertwine, you know, like the opting out. Then JJ talking about like when you get to the league, you should be competing every week. And then you get Doug Peterson saying that a quarterback deserves reps when everybody's seeing you're trying to move from the ninth spot to the sixth spot. And, and you know, you always hear people talk about tanking and a team is, uh, is dumb for winning this late and messing up their draft position. But you don't like like low management and you won't gas. I always give you their all and give people their money's worth. Like, it's just confusing. I do want to say this before I, before I wrap this up. I did watch the hit on Justin Fields by the Clemson uh, linebacker, 4-7. He got, got removed for targeting. From my understanding is that if you lead with the crown, it's targeting, no matter where you hit. And it's more like a safety issue. And, again, that goes against the norm, right, because we grew up just reckless abandon, guys doing what they wanted, and that getting people up out of here, knocking their ass out. And everybody's like, if Justin wouldn't, uh, if he wouldn't uh, spin, it would have been this, would have been that. At the end of the day, would we be having this discussion when Buddy put his head down like this and he would have lost his lower extremities? Like, because he dropped his head, bro. It was dangerous. Like, I got nervous for him. I was just happy he got up. Like, he could have paralyzed. Like, you don't want a kid or anybody dropping their head like he did. Like, he dropped it like this. Supposed to hit what you see. He couldn't see Justin no more when he put his head down. And, may and maybe that's just their way of saying, I'm going to protect you from yourself and just start ejecting you. Because if you know it's a huge consequence, you at least keep your head. And now you may get your ass ran over, but at least you could get up and play. But that was a real day. And I don't – and. When I first heard of targeting, I thought it was where you hit the person. Now, I just think it's just don't drop your damn head. Don't drop your head. Hit with your face. Like, bow that neck. Bring your hips. Put your face on the ball. Not your head. Your face. That was dangerous, yo. That was a dangerous. I, I mean, I saw a lot of people going like eight. You know what, man? Two years, of, yeah, two years in a row for him. But, yeah, man, that was a dangerous, dangerous tackle, man. I'm glad he got up. He was able to walk. I don't even care about, like, all this, man, the game getting soft, this, this, and that. Like, bro, you got to, like, got to save people for themselves, man. Like, lift your head up, man. Lift your head up. Now, if, if, if a receiver going up in the air and it's simultaneously you hit him, and you get called for targeting and just one of the things was bang, bang, like your head was up. I understand that. Like, you go to replay, you kind of empathize and say, hey, look, we're just going to throw a flag, but that's your first warning if you do it again type thing. I think there's a lot of things they can do with that. But when somebody dropped their head, bro, it's dangerous on both. It's really dangerous on the defenders. It's really dangerous for him. 
that's that's all I gotta say about that, man. That's all I gotta say about that. But I'm gonna do a live show this afternoon, five thirty. Um, we'll go more in depth about Ohio State beating Clemson, Alabama beating Notre Dame. Of course, um, talking about the NFL playoffs. Uh, talk about the NBA. I saw Steph Curry drop sixty something. People excited about that. Salute to Steph Curry for being a guy that is sensitive because sensitivity to me creates greatness. And he heard what Damian Lillard said about him and he shut Damian Lillard ass up. Like he lit him up. Like it ain't like you play defense, Damian Lillard. So I'm gonna light your ass up and drop 60 on you. You know what I'm saying? But I, I do agree with what Damian Lillard said. Like Steph is gonna have to see what it feels like to have teams run at him because he doesn't have that additional sniper in Klay Thompson. You know what I'm saying? Like, Klay Thompson is like a generational shooter. And you just can't leave him. You feel me? Um, and people thought Damien was, was hating. And I don't and I, I don't think Damien was hating, but what he did had to understand was you got to face that man. Like, you can state your peace. You can speak your truth. But you still got to face that man. <laughs> and did he want to see you? And he came and got you. The beige killer came and assassinated you. I'm telling you. Boy, did he shoot your face off. Go write some balls on that. You got to get your get back. Um, salute to Draymond Glean for that one point he scored. I think Draymond is averaging like 0.8 points a game or something like that. Salute to him or maybe less. Uh, let me stop messing with the Draymond Green fans. I like Draymond though. I would put I would like as much as I talk trash about Draymond. I would love for Draymond to be on my team. I ain't even gonna front. I need that type of energy on my team. You feel me? Don't ever get that twisted. I know I talk hella trash about Draymond, but I'll pick him on my team easily as one of my starters. Oh yeah, I need that energy. I need the intangibles and <clears throat> things that he do. So don't ever lose sight of that. I just like that his fan base super sensitive, and I need super sensitive audience to go back and forth with so Petty Hawk can have some fun as well. But that's it, man. I think that's an hour right there. Salute to the sponsors, Abe Insurance. Go to abeinsurance.net. Salute to Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Enter in the promo code, the Ballhawk Show, to get 20% off and free shipping and handling. Make sure you go check out Manscaped, man. We out of here. Um, if you listen to this on iTunes, on Anchor, on Spotify, on uh, iHeartRadio, YouTube, we're going to do another one this afternoon, man. Give you a two for one today on Monday. So I'm going to let you go ahead and digest. I hope, well, you people who looking live, you digested already. You people who are going to get it when I later upload it, you gonna, you just digest it and you getting another full serving at 530. And I'll be live on YouTube. So. Go follow me, The Ball Hawk Show. Um, I had to reboot, so it's still The Ball Hawk Show. Go to YouTube, subscribe, so you get the uh, live stream on that. And it'll be live streaming on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.